Hey, all you wrestling fans out there, this is Arivos. Um, starting this podcast up, basically going through reviews, um, going through news, rumours, everything like that to do with wrestling. So WWE, TNA, any independent scene, anyone over here in the UK, for the UK independent scene, things like that that I managed to catch a glimpse of. Um, yeah, so let's get started. Tonight, we're going to cover the White Family. The rumours regarding Sting and WWE, things like that. The current, the recent releases of a lot of superstars by TNA. The Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which is up and coming in a couple of weeks. I want to discuss as well Vicky Guerrero, mainly where they're doing a storyline at the moment of her being up for review and sort of undermining her character a fair bit. And also um, a recent one, which is WWE NXT, where they've recently basically taken the training arena for WWE's developmental territory and turned it into NXT. Right, so as well, before we start, I'll give a big shout out basically to my friend Roxy, who if you go on YouTube, search Roxy's Room. Basically, this is Roxy's take every week on WWE Raw, on all the news, um, all her views on the matches, the segments, everything like that. Um, also, a big shout out to, if you are in the UK, to watch WrestleTalk TV. Sunday night, Challenge Late Zone, 11 o'clock till half past. Um, it's Joel Ross, um, Patrick Lennon, there's also... Catherine Tudor and God, I've forgotten the girl's name now that normally does it, which is really bad. But basically, it's a wrestling show for the UK fans, done by UK staff. Basically, for any of you that know the UK scene, it's all produced by Alex Shane. Um, he's basically done this show. They've got a contract with Challenge. They do news, review, um, rumours. Um, they do a good, funny segment called Yes, 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 No, 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 based on Daniel Bryan's gimmick at the moment. Basically, their views on different topics. They ask superstars when they've been over here and filmed them about different questions. They've got the botch box on there, which is showing basically big botches that have been shown on TV, stuff like that. Right, so anyway, on the show, the White family. They're coming, basically, next sort of three weeks I believe it is they're being debuted on Raw they've been on NXT a while um, this is where I've sort of got the topic for NXT from as well um, the promos are brilliant can't fault them basically they go through all the good stuff of what a promo should be it keeps you entertained it's a new one every week um, it basically developing the character a lot more it's i mean one i've actually heard recently in comparison is people are comparing them to raven and the flock back in the 90s and early 2000s if you watched him in tna when he first started where he had the gathering where it was cm punk and julio de niro um basically to sum it up, he's supposed to be like some evil warped mastermind who thinks he's a god or whatever. And then he has two followers. 
basically the following one questionably. No faults at all with the promo work. Watched them on NXT, this is why like I said a few seconds ago, why I've come up to talk about NXT is I recorded it on Sky Plus a short while ago with NXT. You basically get um, up and coming superstars that are about to debut, they'll do them in the main event on NXT normally. Or same again. It's basically like the old Sunday Night Heat type thing. They, I watched them do a full tag team, six man tag team match. I wasn't overly impressed. Basically, it seemed that the two bigger guys um, were doing all the wrestling. And when Bray came in, he was doing a bit of brawling and then most of it was posing in the ring and things like that. And it just didn't appeal to me. I don't know why. It just didn't, whether it was the opposition, but I doubt it because they were actually good, really independent wrestlers from the indie scene that have come through, um, that have got a long history. They're not just sort of been thrust into the limelight like... Um, Bray Wyatt has because of his family and things like that which if for those that don't know Bray Wyatt was Husky Harris, he's um, Mike Rotunda's son um, he's basically related to Mike Rotunda so IRS um, Barry Windham, things like that so that's where the family connection comes from. Um, the whole thing is as well, when I watched them, they just, I know it's NXT, so it's not supposed to be as high profile, things like that, but it all just seemed really low rate. Their entrance music is just almost like, I want to call it Southern American music, so almost like what you get down in, like Southern America, so like Louisiana, that sort of thing. I know it's to go with the gimmick, but it was really quiet. It wasn't sort of in your face like an entrance music should be. To me, an entrance theme for a wrestler should be that music hits the uh, speakers, you know exactly who's walking down that ramp within two seconds. Not, what's this music? Why is the music playing? As much... I'm not a Cena fan, but as soon as you hear that noise, I can't do it myself. Um, you know that Cena coming down to the ring. As soon as you hear the static and the start of course of personality, you know that CM Punk coming down to the ring. You hear, if you smell what the rock, you know the rock's coming down to the ring. Etc, etc. Um, hopefully, when they debut. The one thing a lot of us are looking forward to is that they will with any luck feud them with the Shield. It would be brilliant to see the Shield actually taking on a six man tag team that is a, six, a three man tag. That's an actual three man team, not some wrestlers they've just mishmashed together in creative um, that it is an actual team that's going to be fighting them. Right, moving on. Sting rumours. Basically, anyone that 
watched Raw this past week, so 1st of July, WWE Raw. All night they were hyping about um, the main event, which was John Cena versus Alberto Del Rio, so champion versus champion, WWE title versus World Heavyweight Championship. All night they were playing little segment videos during the breaks of um, the different title holders. So you'd got like on one side, you'd got um, the done one where it was Buddy Rogers for the WWE title and Luthers for the World Heavyweight Championship, that sort of thing. And doing past people from NWA, WCW, all the way through to sort of recent times of WWE. One name that was mentioned was Sting. And this sparked off a hell of a lot of rumours because most people that were mentioned in the videos were either Hall of Famers or potential Hall of Famers that were in Legends contracts and stuff. So people were sort of questioning, right, is Sting going to come to WWE? In my opinion, no. The reason I say that is they've tried it before. They tried to tempt him ages ago. The main reason he actually physically turned down Vince was the fact he didn't like the product. Because TNA, uh, WWE sorry, have a record of they will, um, during the Attitude Era when they tried to tempt him across the first time, they were doing a lot of nudity, blood matches, things like that. A lot of matches where people got bloodied up, stuff like that. Sting is basically a devout Christian, uh, family man, that sort of thing, and wants to work for a company where, now is in his later life, um, it's not so much about all the crap in there. Plus also, in TNA... It's familiar territory. I can't see him leaving because it's familiar territory in TNA. He's got Hulk Hogan there that he was with in WCW. He's got um, Kevin Nash around there every so often. He's got Eric Bischoff in the back. He's got a lot of old wrestlers that he used to work with in WCW there. I mean, if he goes to WWE, who's he got that's actual that was an actual WCW wrestler that's there now? Basically, he's got a few guys in the back, like Milenko, things like that. And then he's got Booker T, that's about the only semi-active wrestler that was in WCW. Um, a lot of people are hoping he's gonna, they're going to get him in and bring him in for a feud with Undertaker. Now, this was discussed on WrestleTalk TV the other day. Sorry, guys, it, it's not going to happen. Is not being funny, they're past it now. As much as I love The Undertaker and love Sting, they're getting to that stage now that they'll have a few good matches and it'll wreck their bodies, basically. That's the whole point with Sting doing this whole main event mafia thing in TNA again. It's because it's to give him time off that he's got a crew around him that can actually do the fights more or less for him. Same as Undertaker, he appears two, three times a year. They've put him on a part-time contract because he's been wrestling since late 70s, early 80s. His body's fallen apart. Unfortunately, with these things, 
it's professional wrestling. It's going to take its toll on the body. You're taking bumps day in, day out. With WWE especially, you're travelling everywhere. You're going to get hurt. Your body's going to start falling apart. And unfortunately for Sting, it's starting now a lot more. So it's a case of I don't think it's going to go there. So that's the end of that one. Um, right, recently TNA, Impact Wrestling, whatever the hell you want to call them, have recently released a load of superstars, including people like Crimson, Joe Ryan, things like that. Uh, Joe Styles, sorry. We're, no, Joe Ryan. I'm thinking Joe Styles, the commentator, sorry. It's Joe Ryan. With TNA, the whole thing with their, the way their roster works. Now, they used to do this back in the day when they used to do pay-per-view telly only and didn't do anything else. Was you basically got paid per appearance. You didn't get an actual contract. You didn't get a guaranteed paycheck at the end of the month off them. That's why there was a lot of independent wrestlers that were coming from ROH, things like that, on the way in. Um, that you got paid, basically, an appearance fee. Is it bad that they've released sort of four or five wrestlers from it? That they now, those four or five wrestlers now won't actually get a steady paycheck, they'll get paid per appearance? No, in my opinion, no. The biggest thing is, um, <clears throat> they only get a two hour slot per week on TV. They tape. I know they're starting to do live ones now. We over here in the UK get the tapings on a Sunday for a couple of hours. Um, but same again. It's better for them because they are not a huge corporation like WWE. They haven't got billions of dollars in the bank to be able to pay all this, all this, this talent money all the time just for basically not appearing on camera sitting on their arse and then doing a match like once every blue moon on Explosion or once sort of every couple of months on Impact. They can't afford it. At the end of the day, they've got to do that. The good thing with TNA is they will bring the people in and pay them per appearance. It's not like WWE where if you get released, that's it, you're gone, you're back to the independence, you've got no chance. It is a case of, with TNA... If you've been released, they'll still have you in for appearances every now and again. It's just that they can't afford to spend it, especially with them doing this tour at the moment and going live. They've got to find sort of ways to cut the cost down because they're going to end up having to pay people. I mean, to be honest, if they got rid of some of the chaff in the higher end, I'm sort of looking at, like within some of the members of Aces and Apes, things like that, that are permanently on telly, um, people like that, if they got rid of some of those, they could probably afford to pay three or four wrestlers their wages. <clears throat> Would it be bad for business? Possibly. But in my mind, if you've got three or four guys that are lower down that will work their arse off every week, compared to the guys that are higher up, that you're not going to get them doing a show every, as much do that. I mean, to be honest, the one thing, as much as everyone rates him, Jeff Hardy. Why is he employed? He's one of these that he's got history. I mean, when he went back from TNA to WWE last time, now he's back in TNA. The reason he left before 
they kicked him off because he no-showed and was turning up drunk and drugged. Kick him out. End off. Right, money in the bank. The pay-per-view's coming up in a few weeks. You've got the Raw match where you've got Daniel Bryan, Kane, Randy Orton. You've got in there as well Christian, Rob Van Dam, and CM Punk. Who's going to win that? My opinion, just to set up the SummerSlam storyline, it's it's going to be Daniel Bryan or Rob Van Dam. Not entirely sure if they've given him any sort of title clause in his part-time contracts that he's got, um, but we'll see with that one. As for the SmackDown one, yes, they've done, they've sort of made it that you've got up-and-comers rather than top stars, which is the way Money in the Bank always used to be at WrestleMania. It was always your mid-carders in there so that they got a year, basically, that creative could work it in, up the profile of the superstar, and they could go on then to go to main event, just like they did with Punk. Punk was basically a mid-carder for a while. They got to win Money in the Bank, upped his profile, cashed it in, bang, champion. Main event, straight away. Um, In the SmackDown one... I'm honestly actually going to say Fandango or Dean Ambrose just to get the money in the bank within the shield. Because it could actually be an angle, thinking about it, that the shield interfere in money in the bank... Ambrose wins, and then they basically share the briefcase amongst all three that, at the point in time, they go for a World Heavyweight Championship shot. Whoever's sort of the top dog in the shield at that point, whether it be Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, whoever, they can have the title shot. Um, Right, on to the next one's Vicky Guerrero. The reason I want to talk about Vicky is they're doing a storyline recently, um, currently, sorry, where they are going to be doing a review of her um, actions as acting manager or general manager or whatever of Raw. Basically, Vicky, there's one opinion I have of her which... No one's going to be able to change ever, and it may be very shallow of me, but the only reason Vicky Guerrero got a job in WWE was because Eddie died. And the powers that be in WWE felt guilty, gave her a job as a uh, manager to start off with, and then now as an authority figure, basically to make sure there was money going in the house. Sort of going into the family. She's now the only person that's Guerrero related to WWE, or connected to WWE, sorry. So you've basically got someone who married into the family as um, a member of the WWE employee list. The main thing I'd like to see is either... They use her as a permanent authority figure, or they kick her off and 
she basically goes back to being a manager or something like that. The main thing is, as people, yes, you find her voice annoying, but that's the point. That's what they've stressed with the um, character. It's like the howling banshee type character thing. If she comes out and shouts, everyone gets irritated, but you're listening to the person talk, you're listening to the character. What I'd like to see, to be honest, is for them to drop Brad Maddox. Put him on the active roster, do whatever you've got to do, just get him out of the management picture. As a young kid, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Compared to someone like Vicky, compared to like Teddy Long, Booker T, people like that that are other authority figures, Dusty Rhodes on NXT, um, he's not been in the business long enough to be considered an authority figure. At best, he's like a T-boy. Just get him out, basically. Um, moving on to NXT. Like I said earlier, recently watched an episode of NXT. First ever one I watched. Probably going to be the last one, to be fair. Um, recorded it mainly because I saw on Sky, on the information bar, it said that the White family were on there. Recorded it just because I want to see what the White family works like in the ring. Um, basically, from what I understand, the last time I watched NXT was when it was like all the people that were doing the Nexus. So you got like Caval, um, you'd got Daniel Bryan on there, Wade Barrett, all that lot. Um, basically, they've now taken over, I believe it's is it Florida Pro Wrestling, the developmental territory they had, because um, I know they swapped a while ago from um, Ohio Valley. They've basically taken over their arena and turned it into the NXT arena. In comparison, it's like taking superstars or potential superstars of WWE and sticking them in an arena the size of like your local village hall or bingo hall or whatever like you do for the indies um, crowd reaction in general on the one I watched was quite the interaction was quite good with it being a small crowd it's more intimate they can sort of get more reaction from the fans rather than these large arenas where the film is like so many thousands and thousands of people I'm sorry, but the one thing I would do is, if I was going to a wrestling show, I would rather go to a small independent thing where I can guarantee I can see the action and what have you, rather than a huge one where you're sat up in the rafters and you can barely see what's happening in the ring. You're reliant on like them having it on the video screen. Um, the one thing... I was looking at with some of the talents as well. Um, you've got like Chris Hero in there, who they now call Cassius Ono for some strange reason. The one thing with WWE that does annoy me is when they get people that's had a good career on the independent scene, like Chris Hero, like um, Pac, whose name I can't remember what they call him now, but basically the man that Gravity forgot. Um, Everything like that, 
luckily they didn't do it with CM Punk. Um, Daniel Bryan, obviously they changed to Daniel Bryan from Bryan Danielson and everything like that. Whether or not they do it just basically so they're protecting their identity or whether quite what it is, I don't know. Um, but in my opinion, why? Why do it? At the end of the day, just taking away from them, giving them a new name. But you're taking away the fact that in the Indies, they had quite a good career going. Like Chris Hero. He was in like Ring of Honor, CZW, uh, Mid-South, all that sort of stuff. He was over there doing all that lot and doing really well. Same as Pac, he was over here doing all sorts. The other thing I found was they generally tend to tone down the entrances a lot. Now, you watch an independent company, even on their entrances, they've got the music up pretty much as loud as it would go without distorting it, and they have some lights or whatever on a tiny little curtain that's like made for two people to walk through. Um, if you're lucky, they've got like a tunnel or whatever for you to walk through. But normally it's a black curtain draped in front of a door, like a fire exit or whatever. Now, with NXT, I know it's supposed to be low budget and what have you, but it was just basically, a lot of it just didn't seem right. The way I mean it is, WWE, developmental wise, things like that, Years gone by, you'd appear as a jobber or whatever, or an up-and-comer on Sunday Night Heat on um, what's now, or what was Velocity, and I can't remember what the Raw version was called now. Um, but basically, you'd appear on one of the lower card shows, like now they've got superstars, you'd appear on there, and work your way up sort of thing you'd still get the big crowd feel because it was all filmed before Raw or Smackdown was aired or taped and you'd basically still get the warm up and the big crowd and everything like that you'd get the feel for the big crowds and what it's like with this you don't, you basically still get in what, three, four hundred people I mean come on guys get the act together, these guys have got to try and make it big, they're trying the hardest and you guys are basically giving them bugger all to work with. Um, a lot of them are established wrestlers in the independent circuit and you're basically just going, oh look we've brought you up here, um, you've done great in the independence, we'll pay half as much as what you would, could possibly earn or a quarter, like an eighth of what you could possibly earn in the future and stick you on a crappy show still in front of the independent crowd. Not what you come to WWE for. Um, but yeah, watching it, wasn't overly impressed. Same with White Family, like I said earlier. Their entrance stuff just doesn't hit you in the face like a WWE one does. They may as well, for the White Family, the way they made the entrance for them, they may as well have done what they used to do years ago, which was when you had someone that was on heat or 
shotgun or superstars or metal or velocity or whatever um, basically give them the silent entrance of they're already in the ring here's the nameplate of who the person the superstar person's facing here you go here's the match go have fun um, but yeah basically that's it for tonight really um, just want to thank you all for listening hopefully I'm going to be looking at doing these at least sort of once a week maybe as I get busier with work and home life um, it may stretch out and sort of be once a fortnight, once a month, that sort of thing. Just see how we go, really. If you do want to follow me on Twitter, it is a private account just due to work issues. Um, if you go on there, it's at wolfpack underscore aribos. That's A-R-I-B-O-S. Follow me on there. Um, if you've got any questions, any hints, tips any sort of things you want discussed on the show basically pop it on there um, I'll discuss it on the show for you I'll give you a shout out if you let me know you want a shout out on here and basically spread the word hopefully we can get this up and running and work away from sort of two or three listeners up to sort of a few hundred whatever see how we go in the future with any luck I mean hell if I could beat Colt Cabana's record with the art of wrestling Let's go for it. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, thanks very much for listening. And uh, keep it wrestling, keep it raw. And uh, thanks for listening.